Thank him for January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Now we're in December. Wow. Father, we are grateful. For various minister, ministry portfolios, assignments, the very many different faces we're in. And we thank you for allowing a transition year like this, 2020, into the decade proper, 2021 to 2030. Thank you, Father, for strengthening us through the pandemic, for Allowing us to experience your favor in our nation so much that we can gather physically and virtually. Today, refire us, reposition us, cleanse us, prepare us for the journey ahead. In Jesus' mighty name. Someone said, Amen. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Uh, I, I want to appreciate my host, the executive pastor of this church, TLC, for hosting us, for blessing us. Please put your hands together for Pastor Sam. And thank you for the hospitality. Uh, it's been sweet. If not that I have some other things to do, I would have stayed back and enjoyed the pleasant uh, arrangement. I, I wish I didn't put too much things to do <laughs> over the weekend. But I just stay. Not to preach, just stay. It's been very good. I, I love your teams, your protocol teams. Uh, I'm proud of you. You made me sleep well yesterday, though, for some just few hours. You made me sleep well. The experiences I had yesterday night and seeing everything, I slept well. It's a joy. Um, um, the theme of this minister's conference is finishing strong, so the message may be very strong. <laughs> it's to help all of us to uh, get set for the next decade. I was still on the phone with all my friends, uh, Pastor Godman, just coming in, and we're talking about the next decade. That's the window of opportunity we have, our generation. By, by 2029, 20, 2030, just scale up your age. Some of you have been in your late 30s. Some of us will be in our early 50s. So the next decade is ours. And we must take the bull by the horn. I'm glad that 2020 is like a transition year for everybody to go and check their brains, check themselves up, and prepare. 2021, bam! And then you look at 2030. Our church is on a 20 year. 10, 20 year plan, how things should be in the next 20 years. It's been very rigorous. Some of those sessions I cannot even attend as a senior pastor. I leave it some of the teams to crack, touching every aspect of the church and, and the ministry. And they, and they called me for a meeting and I sat, I stood, I said, Pastor, 20 years time, that's uh, 2040. What do you see about this church? What do you see about yourself? Present it to us. So I had a chat with them, expressed myself. And I, said, and, I took, and I took my leave. So they have to now plot that thing you are seeing to this day. 
So where should you be in five years' time, or in ten years' time? It's, it's, it's good to plan. The longer-term uh, plan you have, the better your fruits. So you can do a five-year plan. You can do a two-year plan, minimum two years, for younger churches. For some churches, five. For some, they should do ten. It's, and the, 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 the stuff we are doing will take us for like another one or two months. It, it's, it's, it's rigorous. You finish a meeting and you, your brain is sweating. But it's worth it. So go and track 2021-2022. Track 2021-2030. And for families here, many of us here are married. Crack it. Your child is um, three years old now. Where would that child be in 10 years time? 13. That's a preteen. So what do you see? There's no magic to it. A child is 10 now. In 10 years, I will be 20. So there will be a change of schools, isn't it? Oh, yes. We have a 17-year-old daughter, and she told me and my pastor being brother, Daddy, by next year, I'll be an adult. I said, what do you mean? Say yes, I'll be 18. I can vote. I can drive. I said, which car? <laughs> and I can make my own decisions. I said, ah. That means in 10 years' time, she'll be what? What does that mean? Grandfather? Does, it, does that make sense to you? <laughs> Grandfather. <laughs> right? 27. By the grace of God, you do your BSc, Masters, 18 months, marry. By the grace of God, you know, fruitful. Those realities, so you look at it, okay, if this child will be 27, then where will we be? They will, they will leave the house. So I can't be fighting with her, my wife. Because when they all leave, you face your friend or enemy. <laughs> now, in that time, whether you live longer or shorter. <laughs> when I'm praying for our children, I say, Lord, these children you brought our way to care for. Your children. Because after a while, they will leave now. They will have their own families, and then either we visit them or they visit us. But you are left with your spouse. So if you are here and you are fighting with your wife, today we heal you in Jesus' name. <laughs> I was with Bishop Oedipo some weeks ago and all the children are out of the house. All of them. Only them and the house and the household staff. So we're having a chat, myself, Pastor Bimbo, and Papa Oedipo and Mama Oedipo. Just the four of us. And I just saw the reality of it. If they were not together, ah, it would be very, you, you'll be very sorrowful. God forbid. We spoke, we ate, we spoke. We, you know, beautiful fellowship. And I said, Lord, I want something like this. All the children are married. Out. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Let's get seated. First Corinthians 10 verse 12. Now I am privileged to have two sessions. And I will do like a 45. Where's the counter? Here. Any timer. 45. Okay, give me one hour. Okay, I'll try and use it. Let him that thinks he stand take heed, lest he fall. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. What, one of my missions in this conference is to repair ourselves. It is when you are whole as a leader that, that the organization will be whole. It is when you are sane 
that the ministry will be saying. When the minister, minister goes down, the ministry begins to go down. Now, there are some ministries that you see standing today, they're already going down, but you don't know because the minister in charge is already down. So, we don't just want to treat ministries, we treat the minister. We treat the leader. If the leader is well, even if the minister has some challenges, the ministry will become well. So he says, let him that think he stands, take heed. So what we are working on today is how to take heed, lest we fall, lest we fail. 1 Timothy 4.16, he said, take heed unto yourselves. 1 Timothy 4.16, take heed. Don't be carried away by the assignment. Take yourself. Most of the time when I wake up on the night season to pray or to study, one of the first things you want to do is to check yourself. How is my state? Nobody knows you like you know yourself. They can be greeting you, celebrating you, but nobody knows you like you know yourself. So when you wake up, you, you look at, Am I, have I been lying? Have I been deceiving people? What, what, what happened to me? What, what, what is my state? So it helps you to repent of some things, make decisions. Just take heed. That scripture, let's have that scripture again. Take heed unto yourself and then unto the doctrine, continuing them. For in, do, in doing this, you shall save. That means you must save yourself first before we can. You can't even save others when you have not been rescued yourself. Take heed. Unto yourself. Then um, 1 Peter 5.8 Be sober, be vigilant. 1 Peter 5.8 Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So the answer is take heed, be sober, be vigilant. Can we have that in NIV? Uh, NIV and then amplify it. Be sober. That caught my attention because I'm naturally an excited person. I always... So when I check the meaning of sober, it talks about being alert. So even in the midst of the excitement, you must be alert. Uh, NIV says, be self-controlled and alert. Why? The enemy, the, uh, the, the enemy, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That means there's really nobody on the list except the one that is not sober and vigilant. So the devil is not really after you. He says, the devil hates my ministry. He hates me specifically. No. He said he's moving around. But if you are not sober and vigilant, he will descend on that person. Looking for whom? No, anyone. Male or female, leader. Any, any Christian, anyway. He said, be self-controlled and alert. So in the midst of the joy, which must be persistent or consistent joy and celebration, you must be sober. In fact, the way it is described is when people take alcohol and the next morning when they sober up and realize what happened the day before, that is the meaning of that thing. Sober. You are alert. So that when the enemy that is a serpent, or that works like a serpent, sorry, tries to sneak in, you can, um, you can locate it and deal with it on time. Many times the enemy comes into people's lives and they didn't know that he had come in until it becomes very difficult to handle. But when you are alert, when you are sober enough, you can, you can identify it 
and either prayerfully deal with it or with wisdom take certain steps to quell it. Very subtle devil requires a soberness and alertness to quell his activities. If a snake enters this place now, you never know. They don't come through the main door. Everybody will say, I'm waking Protocol will not be greeting the snake. <laughs> no, most likely it will come through one hole somewhere and you only know where somebody is beaten. That's the truth. Somebody just screams, what's that? Oh, snake. And then but if, you don't, if you're not careful, it moves away. But if you are sober and alert, you can see. You can, there's something strange here. This guy in my leadership team has changed. You know, scripture says, Satan entered Judas. You come for a pastor's meeting, or for a, and then you can see that uh, Pastor Kola Wale has, sorry, who's, that's Pastor Kola Wale here. <laughs> Let me use Pastor Dodo. <laughs> you just know that this person has changed. And then you want to pray for that person, or even sit him down. What happened to you? By the time they talk to you, you know that they have changed. But if you're not sober, you just everything is going on fine until crisis erupts. God forbid in Jesus' name. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices and schemes. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11. So what we're trying to look at today, which I think I've preached either in this meeting or some of our uh, other fora, just a reminder, especially because the pandemic did a lot of damage to people. Many are depressed. Many are discouraged. Some are scattered. The Holy Ghost needs to put them together. Several weeks and several months of uncertainties. Most ministries, their finances are down. I know some ministries that cannot even pay staff anymore. Some churches are closed down in the Western world. So everyone needs to recalibrate and get their spiritual sanity back. So that the devil does not take advantage of the season to damage the next decade. 2 Corinthians 2.11 He said to keep Satan from getting the advantage over us, we are not ignorant of his wiles and intentions. This amplifier, can you do any other version? He says, that means if you are ignorant of his wiles or intentions, he will take an advantage of you. He said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. Now, Paul was speaking in another context, actually. But this verse is also instructive to how we deal with the enemy. He said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So when you are able to capture the way he operates in that sense, I'm not saying we study the devil, <laughs> the way and manner he attacks, the way and manner he pulls people down, then he will not be able to get an advantage of you. So what I want to do this uh, uh, in my sessions is to help us see some of those areas where you want to be watchful so that none of us will become ex-success in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus told Peter, watch and pray. That means prayer is not enough to dealing with these things. Watch. Maybe what you are watching itself will help you to pray better. Watch and pray, lest you become a victim. The first thing we must be aware of is it's very small. It looks, you know, you know the coronavirus. Can you see it? Have you ever seen it? But does it have impact? Does it have global impact? Yes. 
Little hinges swing huge doors. Beware of sharing glory with God. <laughs> it looks very simple. But I have been warned by my own mentors severally on this thing. In fact, one of my mentors fought me when he came to our church and I was introducing him elaborately. And he called me the night after and said, don't do that again. If I won't come to your church again. I said, what? He said, I don't want flattery. I said, all the things we were saying, he said, mm, next time, the senior pastor of this ministry and my spiritual father is enough. Isaiah 42 verse 8. Always learn to give God all the glory. If not, the glory will disappear. He said, I am the Lord. That is my name. He's introducing himself. And my glory will, will I not give to another. Part one. To another, including you. Neither my praise to graven images. So you must beware of grateful people. It's very, you know, when you do well, they hail you. Especially people that sing. Oh, your voice is, is amazing. Anytime you are leading worship, before you enter three minutes, the Holy Ghost has come upon me. You, you, are, you are different. You are even better than our worship leader. I don't know when did, why didn't they make you worship leader. You do not say, we are looking at it. Or like one associate pastor that I know, he preached so well, and the people began to tell him, Yo, we don't even miss pastor. You preach differently. And he entered his head. I'm telling you the truth. He entered his head and started react, misbehaving in the church because the senior pastor is not that fluent. He started, you know, and then he said, want to start a church. He started a church, not close, not far from the church. People migrated. But everything scattered. If they didn't give you a platform, will you, will you speak that thing you are speaking? <laughs> Acts chapter 12, verse 21. So you must consciously give God not some of the glory, not part of the glory, all of the, I mean it from your heart. Not that because they said to us, point one, in the minister's conference, that we should give God the glory. Lord, I'm here. Take the glory for yesterday's service. I thank you. Mean it from your heart. You need to draw up equations in your heart. That if I died in university, would I be preaching now? Yeah. No. <laughs> if Sre Bullet admit me at uh, Lekki. <laughs> Lekki. He knows that he protest. <laughs> I sat down like this with the flag. Say if Nigerian army sees flag, they will not shoot. <laughs> I don't know where they saw that in the Bible or something. <laughs> and you are biggity. What will you do? <laughs> Acts chapter 12, verse 21. And upon the said day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. It's like preaching. It's like singing. It's like making an impact. Verse 22. And the people, that's the grateful people. And the people gave a shout, saying, Ah! You are too much. 
It's the voice of a God and not of a man. And it was like this. <laughs> and immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. Why? Hey, I love this kind of verse when I study scriptures. Not that uh, we don't know why he was smitten. Because he gave not God the glory and he was eaten of worms. That means when we don't give God all the glory, things begin to depreciate. It begins to go down. And yet we can't stop people from appreciating what God is doing in our lives. So I said, beware of grateful people. Daniel chapter 4 verse 29. So when they say, ah, pastor, that service yesterday was just too much. Don't say, ah, that is the effect of three days. Waiting. No food. No water. Try it, my friend. And you will see what impact is. <laughs> yes, you fasted. Yes, you prayed. But if I told you, I have to mention that. Ah, my friend, God enabled me to prepare better. He strengthened me. And you mean it. We are not designed to take glory. That's why we malfunction. That's the, that's the reason. Only God can handle it. So it's simply not in your interest to try to receive glory. You cannot manage it. Daniel 4.29 At the end of 12 months, or December 2020, <laughs> he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon, verse 20, oh, verse next. The king spake and said, it's not this great Babylon. You know, he was speaking to himself. He wasn't that he was in the crowd. So this pride starts from the heart. No church can compare with our church in that region. No, 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 not, not, nobody. Name them. The king spake, it's, it's not this great Babylon that I have built. I, I, I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. He was speaking to himself. While the word was in, his, in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from you. 32, and they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times, or seven years, shall pass over thee until you know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomsoever he will. 33, the same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. And he was driven from men and did eat grass as oxen. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his ears were grown like eagle's feathers. The summary is he became mad. He began to malfunction mentally. And this guy experienced God's mercy compared to Herod. Verse uh, 34. At the end of the days, that's, that days is seven years. May our ministries not enter seven years of dryness. Amen. May we not see seven years of stagnation. Amen. Seven years. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes to heaven and my understanding turned unto me. And I, it should have started from here that December, which I encourage us to do this December in all our organizations. Father, we bless you for this year. Other nations could not even gather. We still had gathering. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we didn't have all the money we needed. But for every naira or dollar that came here, take our praises, Lord. 
He said, I Nebuchadnezzar blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that lived forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation, 35. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand, or say unto him, what doest thou? 36. At the same time. So when we give him the glory, the glory multiplies. Restoration takes place. At the end of the time, I mean, at the same time, my reason returned unto me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness return. If there's anything we have all lost, because of this error, unknowingly or even knowingly, I ask that God's mercy will restore us now in the name of Jesus. He said, my honor and breathless return unto me, and my counselors and my Lord sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom. Excellent majesty was even now added unto me. God is a merciful God. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth. And his ways, look at this poetic delivery. So you can speak like this. Now, it's better to learn this one normally from Revelation than learning it from seven years of, uh, of internship. It's better, so you can speak like this. I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways, judgment. And those, he was able to diagnose his problem. And those who work in pride is able to have it. You can be extrovertish and be proud. You can be a quiet pastor and be very proud. Don't deceive yourself. He's a quiet man of God. He can be proud inside, looking down on other people. Okay? So don't be deceived by uh, people's face. You can be rich and be proud. You can be poor and be proud. That one is not good. <laughs> That one is very, very irritating. You don't have anything. And you are priding. <laughs> Isaiah 14 verse 12. For the Lord... No. Isaiah 14, 12. 12. I think 12. Yes. You know... This pride thing, I think, is the main problem. When I study God's word, it says, pride goes before what? A fall. And before honor is humility. So, I perceive that when people fall by other things, immorality or some other things, it's a symptom. It was something that set the stage for that. And if you trace it properly, it is pride. That's why I'm talking about this as, at the beginning. If you study Samson's life, it was pride that destroyed him, not Delilah. The first woman he wanted to marry, he told the parents, it's not okay. How can you be picking somebody from the land? They said, you should not be. Mm. Give me that woman. Okay, okay. It's pride. Because pride will not allow you to be correctable. So you'll be doing your own thing until you do one thing that leads to failure. And they say, the way you are doing is not good. No, 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 I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Some don't say it, but they say it inside their mind. 
So I think if you can deal with it, because even when you are studying scriptures, you will receive correction. God will be talking to you through verses. But if you are prideful, you will be explaining away the verse. In fact, when you see the verse, ah, this is talking about Pastor Sam. This is... I, I wish he can study this verse. I, I will send it to him after this Bible study. Oh, this is my, my friend. Ah, this verse. You will be saying other people inside it. No, but not you. It happens in churches when we are preaching. And people will be thinking, ah, that's my neighbor. Exactly what Pastor is saying. You won't go. Isaiah 14, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou called down to the ground with this, weaken the nations? 13. For thou hast said, where? Please, pride starts there. And that is where we deal with it. Sometimes it is this Satan himself that pushes those thoughts to you as attacks. You just be walking and you, say, ah, you are just one different man of God amongst others. Hmm. It's true. I don't even think you should be working with those your friends again. You are higher than them now. See your results. See your followers on Instagram. See their own. I've moved because you have moved up. Don't stay on their level. It's thoughts. He said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. Oh, I, 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 can, you, can you count how many eyes there? Please, do some calculation. In one verse. I, verse, um, is it three? Go back. Is it three or four? Okay, the next verse now gives the next one. Okay, verse 14 now. Thank you. I will ascend above that and I will be like, it's almost five now. I, so I am always wary of people that use things like this when they are talking. I want to preach for a pastor in a city in, Lake, in, in Nigeria. They just built something. And he was taking me around and said, I have built, you are very powerful. <laughs> I, I was not feeling okay. <laughs> Maybe it's the way they speak in that town. Some towns in Nigeria have very unique speaking style. I have done this one. I'm, I'm even preparing to do this one. Like he's the bricklayer, he's the welder, he's everything. He didn't even say, God help us to build this thing. Or our people have been, you know, I, 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 that kind of language, you won't go far. Next verse. He said, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. He's saying, I will ascend. I will even be above my senior pastor. I will even do it. I will, I will, I will, I will. He said, but you will be brought down. And then in Philippians chapter 2, Jesus humbled himself unto. And what happened? He was now highly. Do you understand the difference between Satan and Jesus now? Where he flooded him. He used humility to kill him. He said, I will, I will be above God. God now moved that person to sit beside him and said, They will be praying in your name. Do you understand? Do you understand? <coughs> Excuse me. Thou wanted to take God's throne. But this one humbled himself unto death. Wherefore, God has now highly exalted him and not given him a name. A name in heaven. A name on earth. A name under the earth. And a seated as Otuba. Otu. Otu is right. 
and they will only be asking me your name. Anything that doesn't pass your name, I can't respond. What else do you need? So wherever you are serving as an associate pastor, uh, chorister, leader, humble yourself. I know you have all the talents in this world. Be completely broken. Don't let yourself beyond any assignment given to you. Never. In our church, when people come on staff, one of the clauses they put there is, an, and any other assignment given to by the senior pastor. Mm. Don't be saying, you know, my, my pedigree, my, my job description, JD, you know, and I cannot, I cannot arrange here in church. What's that? You never had gross at anything. Uh, I was with Bishop Edebo two weeks ago. I was talking. He said, one of his friends came to Canaan land and said, he saw him doing evangelism. They were friends. He said, ah, he now told him, ah, you are still doing this thing. Evangelism. Bishop Edebo said, yes, because they have outgrown it. You know, yeah, because it's easier for you to outgrown those things to preach on the street to counsel, to minister to people. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due season it will what? Exalt you. So, be correctable. Be able to learn from anyone. I've been here since yesterday now. I have learned many things. He doesn't know. Some I will even still ask him to come and help us with in our church. Be willing to learn from anyone. I pray that the fire of the Holy Ghost will drain any seed of pride in us. Now in the name of Jesus Christ. Any seed of pride that the enemy had subtly planted through any achievement, any progress or result we saw in the last 5-10 years that the enemy quietly planted a seed of pride today Holy Spirit let your fire burn it in the name of Jesus Christ and Lord anyway we have walked in pride in our hearts in our statements let your mercy prevail today in the name of Jesus give all of us brand new beginnings in the name of Jesus Christ Holy Spirit, we can never outgrow humility. So, increase us the more. Amen. That the higher we go, the more humble we become in the name of Jesus. We want to remain useful in the hands of our master. We want to remain pliable in the name of Jesus Christ. For when the clay becomes too stubborn to be used, it shall be cast aside. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 29 verse 1. He that is often reproved and yet stiffens his neck shall be broken beyond recognition. When they are correcting you about uh, something you are doing, listen. It could be about your church finance or your marriage. Stop giving excuses before destruction knocks. He said, he that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall what? suddenly be destroyed without remedy. They talk to you about your health. Your doctor telling you, or the doctor telling you, what you are eating is not good, sir. You know, you need to stop. No, 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 my, my, my. You know, you know, you are speaking from your realm. I heal people with ease. <laughs> and much more than that, the anointing is sufficient. And you keep eating anyhow. We'll see you in heaven. <laughs> God forbid. 
He that is being reproved and hardened is. If you know this verse in Yoruba, you will laugh. Onki. <laughs> hardened is neck. They should leave me alone. Mother will talk to you because now you have some money. Oh, mommy, my child didn't. Mommy, don't understand. It's a new face. You don't understand. And then your friend tells you, my friend is just, he's just envious. And they come to church. Pastor that doesn't know your matter is preaching. Point number two is talking to you. I think I like the way pastor is presenting it. But you refuse to respond. Destruction can come knocking on a sudden day. We will not experience that in Jesus' name. Number two, beware of the whispers of Satan. Now, this is um, one of the strategic ways the enemy attacks, which I think I've shared here before. Satan tries to speak through people closest to us. Do you understand that? He knows that you listen to this person a lot. He wants to get some things to you that might destroy you. He often will speak through them. And yet, they are not bad people. <laughs> Satan tries to speak through people closest to us in form of counsel to lead us astray. It could be your spouse, your husband, or your wife. It could be your ministry friends. It could be your associate that's very close to you that you always listen to, which is not bad. But we need to raise our level of discernment to know when the person is counseling from a, from a right heart or when the enemy is trying to use the person to kill things. This is important. Matthew 16 verse 15. Matthew 16 15. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? <laughs> Look at this great man. 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17. And Jesus answered and said, Oh, blessed are thou. Look at this. Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. God is speaking through Simon Peter. Verse 18. Verse 18. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail again. Look, look at the look at the way Jesus was celebrating him, but Satan was also hearing. That means if I speak through this guy, perhaps he will just take it, hook line and sinker. So the same chapter, verse 21. <laughs> verse 21. And as I said, pastors here should be listening to this. I know God uses you to help your pastor with counsel. Know your boundaries. You don't force your policy on a church. Especially when maybe your senior pastor is hearing from God differently. I tell some of us as a pastor, if you are there in Canaan land and they took you there and say, our church is moving here, will you ever agree? If it's left to your counsel. Ah, no, sir, this is not okay. It's too far from the people by the projection of the meters. You know, uh, I, sir, sir, I read where Peter Wagner said a green church must be within the city. And this from the epicenter of Lagos is about 200 kilometers plus. Uh, people can't get here. And, and you can be telling the man of God, and you to look like you're okay. And yet, that was God's plans for that ministry. I'm not saying we don't listen. So it's very, that's why it's discernment. We are also called to listen to people around us. I never knew that David was. You know, when I see David's victory in war, I thought he was just a great warrior. Until I read about the man called Ahitophel. He was the brain 
the master strategist behind most of the victories of David. So God will plant people around us to help us, like David will counsel Saul, like Joseph will counsel Pharaoh. But please, know when someone is speaking against God's instruction to you. God will help us here. God will help us here. In Jesus' name. You know why? The intentions of the person is often pure. Sarah was telling Abraham, ah, now that this birth is delayed, it's not okay for us to just have a baby through Hagar. Let me give my, my chief slave to you. She will have a baby for us. It looks like, you know, he's not the man that told how. It was her that told him. But what came out from that discussion, we've not recovered. So look at this one now. Verse um, 21. Is that correct? 22. Okay. Then Jesus, oh, okay, go back. I now understand. Go back, go back. I, I get it now. From that time forth, Jesus began to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again. This is his destiny. All the other signs and wonders are additions. This is why he came. Look at the next verse. Then Peter took him. Some associates behave like that. Just because you feel it's a different thing. Start, no, even if your leader is wrong, you pray or you, you, you'll, be gent, you, you'll be honorable. He began to rebuke him. Saying, like, yeah, hey, leku. <laughs> you raise Lazarus. You will not die. <laughs> he can die, okay. Die. I will die for you, sir. And you, leku, said, no, you can't die. He said, be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. That thing is touching is dangerous. You will know it's dangerous the way Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. That if he had his way, he wouldn't do it. And now you are trying to encourage him not to hey, do it. Hey, hey, hey. See the way Jesus responded, 23. But he turned and said unto Peter, get thee who? That's the discernment. That this one you are saying is your master's degree. Is the book you read last week, not what God is telling you. He didn't say, get it behind me, Peter. I'm sure Peter will be looking at his back. Where is Satan? Thou art an offense unto me. That time, you're offending me. You are disturbing me. For thou serverest not the things that be of God, but that be of men. And he was hailing him some verses earlier. That thou art Peter, upon this rock I'll be my... Why can't he now say this one? God will be on this rock too. I will not die. That's very good. We don't have to even die now. Die. Let's just do so. Let me suffer a bit, Abby, and escape it. <laughs> Even Peter will not be saved. <laughs> Genesis 16, 1 to 2. If that statement is coming from somebody very far, he will even take it serious. But not from Peter. And yet, Peter is a great person. He's an apostle. So I'm not saying people are bad. It's just for you as a leader to be able to discern. We will not fall into satanic traps. It could be your wife. Very innocent thing. I don't think we should do that thing, you know. I feel we should do it the way that church did it. And God is not telling you that. Please, Genesis 16. 
Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, bare him no children, and she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar, verse 2, and Sarah said unto Abraham, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham, Abraham, sorry, hearkened to the voice. That means Abraham could have also said, Get thee behind me. <laughs> Just thinking. Or Adam could have told Eve that day. They look at this fruit. They say it's a galumo. The fruit that um, they ate in the Garden of Eden. It's not apple. We use apple. That we say apple. <laughs> it's a galumo. <laughs> What's a galumo in English? <laughs> Cherry. <laughs> Sometimes when I look at Apple's um, logo, I even feel what. Why did they do that? Like, the Apple logo. It shows me the way he beat the fruit. <laughs> Have you seen that logo? Apple products. Apple. No, Apple. Not even not at part of So one of the ways where we enter to this trap is impatience. Impatience. When things are not happening the way too, you can open yourself for a wrong counsel. You are under pressure to perform, under pressure to produce results. They were already under pressure. God said we have a child. Ah, it's getting too long. When will the child come? Okay, let's just do this. And yet, God's promise still stands. God's promise still stands. Beware of undue pressure in ministry. My friend has got a vehicle. You don't have to get your vehicle that year. Celebrate with your friend. Yours is on the way. A friend got a property or got this. Learn from it. Celebrate with them. But don't let that tamper with God's agenda for you at that time. Undue pressure from relatives. Your mother calls you. See, your cousin, your cousin now, he has built his house in the village. What is the I've been telling you this thing for five years. And then suddenly, you start trying to build a house in the village without having the finance. And then start stealing or start, and that can scatter somebody's career. The way of impatience. <laughs> Let me close that particular point from 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 7. This one is a bit um, painful. So God will help us as leaders to be discerning on of what God is saying at the time. So that when anything contrary begins to show up, that a master is asking you, how do we feed these people, does not mean God has not given him the way to feed the people. Okay? Because sometimes, some people think that they're asking you, doesn't mean the man is a fool. Now, sometimes we ask for counsel, yes. But many times, some things have been thought through in the night. Maybe they need some additions here and there. But please, as leaders, let's keep calibrating our spirit to know what God is. So that when anything contrary is coming from whatever source, you can stand against it. Look at this young prophet. Many of us know this story. And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. Verse 8. And the man of God said unto the king, If thou will give me half of your house, the man of God told the king, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread, nor drink water in this place. Why? Verse 9. For so was it charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that you came. <laughs> Verse 10. <laughs> Verse 10. So he went another way, and returned not by the way that he came to better. See how this man stood his ground, based on what God said. Now, Verse 11. 
Now there went that there dwelt an old prophet <laughs> hey, in Bethel. And his sons came and told him all the works of this young man of God that had done in Bethel, the works which he had spoken unto the king. Then they told they, they told also their father. I think this man became jealous. And their father said unto them, What way did he go? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. Verse 13. And he said unto his son, Saddle me the ass. So they saddled him the ass, and he rode thereon. 14. And went after the man of God, and found him sitting. You will not rest before the time. It was what almost destroyed David. When others were fighting war, he stayed in the palace. Resting is not bad, but may we not be found wasting at the wrong time. Waiting, resting, playing around. I will speak about that, uh, I think, next. Carelessness. If this guy wasn't sitting there, would have escaped this trap. So there are times the Holy Ghost will ginger you to do things. Please be gingered. It comes like that. Uh, don't go on a three-day fast. Or don't do this one. Just, just so that you don't want to escape him like that. He, he found him sitting under an oak. And said unto him, Are thou the man of God that came from Judah? And he said, I'm the one. Verse 15. Well, then he said unto him, Come home with me and eat bread. Can you imagine? The very thing God said should not. They told the prophet, oh, He now says, Come and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go with thee. Neither will I eat bread, nor drink water with thee. In this place. Next verse. For it was said to me, one of the Lord, thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. 18. He said unto him, I am a prophet like you. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thy house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But, so a prophet can lie. A senior prophet can lie. The Lord sent to me that people should contribute hundred dollars each. The Holy Ghost just said a hundred dollars each. Come out here, hundred people. The Holy Ghost said, maybe it's a lie. And then when few people come out, the Holy Ghost now changed it to eighty-five dollars. Powerful negotiating Holy Spirit. And then after eighty-five, the Holy Ghost now said, okay, fifty. Ha, Holy Spirit. Now moved it down to twenty. And then the same Holy Spirit now said, anything you have in your pocket. Ah! Holy Spirit. Most of the givings that are not Holy Spirit led might not produce fruits. He lied. Some of us think a man of God cannot lie in that sense. He lied. He lied. He lied. He lied. Verse 19. So he went back with him and ate it. Bread in his house and drank water. Verse 20. And it came to pass. Look at this. This was what scared me, sir. It came to pass as they sat at the table. That all of God came unto the prophet. That same prophet. The word of the Lord came to him. That brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from, from Judah. Said, Thus says the Lord, for as much as thou hast disobeyed, can you imagine? For as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, that has not kept the commandment of the Lord that God commanded thee, verse 22, 
Oh, but, but KMS back that has eaten bread and drunk water in this place. And I say should not do eat no bread, drink no water. He said, Thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy fathers. Verse 23. And it came to pass after they had eaten the bread, after he had drunk, that he saddled him his ass uh, for the product whom he had brought back. Verse 24. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and killed him. And his carcass was cast in the way, and they had stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. And then that same old prophet was the one that buried him. <laughs> That's what they call a year from Southwest. <laughs> so these dimensions I'm saying is we need to keep cross-checking with the Holy Spirit. A counsel can come from a good heart and sometimes from a corrupt heart. May we have the spiritual strength to withstand it. He said the angel came and said some things to him and he lied. So I wrote some things here in my notes. <laughs> These are very sensitive stuff, but a new generation has come up now. He said, I said, not every ministry with, with results is still in tune with God. Because many times it is those things that blind pastors. Ah, because he has results. So anything he's saying must be from the Holy Spirit to me. But not every ministry with results is still in tune with the Holy Ghost. And I said here, there are many expired prophets roaming the towns and cities of our land. Expired. Be discerning. Be discerning. Be discerning. There are many mixtures. Prophets meddling with occultic power for results. Beware of the Lord's syndrome. That all you are looking at is what is glittering. To determine who God is really using. Because that guy felt he's an older prophet. Whatever he's saying, uh, I mean, uh, it, must, it must be God talking to me. And he died for it. He perished for it. May they not use occultic experience to destroy anyone here in the name of Jesus Christ. So beware of um, Lot syndrome. He looked at Sodom and Gomorrah and he was so carried away to the destruction of his family. Be discerning. All that glitters is not gold. There are mixtures. That is the main thing. That guy, that prophet is mixtures. He can lie easily and then God can still speak through him. Solomon was like that. Worshipping in his temple he built for God and then still go and worship in the shrine of his extra wives. Call it mixtures. They are most dangerous because God uses them and then they are also in tune with satanic stuff. But the sun man is able to let you know that no, 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 this one's not God. The Bible says Satan entered Judas. Have you read it before? That means when they were eating the previous night, it was okay. But by the next night, software, a new software. So we must be discerning when seasons change, when people change. Just as new. He said, what do you want to do? Do quickly. He knew. It wasn't that. Uh, he knew. People get influenced by other people that you don't know. And they're very close to you. 
and they just come to meet you, but somebody has spoken rebellion into their head. Hey. Wrong counsel to their head. <laughs> that prophet is a wicked man. The, the sons told him how he rejected the king. Do you know what the king, what, what they say, she come and eat in that so rock? As they come have a dinner with the, the chief of staff and everything. And then you are saying, God said, I should not eat anything here. The king. And that prophet had it. I said, eh, he's trying. What is young prophet? So they can also, let me try him out. Okay, the food in the house of that prophet, is it lay up to, <laughs> is it as lay as the food <laughs> in the house of the, of the king? Can it be? Sadula has, Sadula has, Sadula has, Sadula has. So see what he said no to. See what he now said yes to. Okay, so we'll continue in the next session. But the next point is um, beware, be sober, be vigilant. I'll dig deep into that a lot, a lot. And then beware of filthy lucre. And then overcome discouragement. Those are three areas I'll be touching in the next session. Discouragement is a killer. When the devil wants to attack a person, he first will send discouragement as John the Baptist, as a forerunner. That discouragement puts the person in some gear, neutral gear, where he now sends the main thing. So if you can conquer discouragement, you'll conquer a lot of stuff. Rise up, let's pray about the ones we've learned now. And then we'll go on a short break. Um, we'll go on a short break and then we'll come back and then close this.